Welcome to Watch Over, a podcast devoted to all things Arrow and Elicity. Featuring myself, Jen, aka J Buffy Angel, and me, Kelly, aka Callista Wolf. Be aware we do discuss spoilers and swear now and then, but we will always have fun and you will too. Hello, J. Buffy Angel. How are you? Oh, you know. Life. Quarantining. Quarantining. Quarantining's a good time. I'm off work. For good? Well, we'll see. They, (laughs) I don't know. They are trying to finagle me another contract with a different company, but I don't know if it's going to, we'll have to see. So... It might, it might not. If I, I'm fine with either way, because then I just get to sit on my arse for the summer. So, arse sitting isn't bad. I don't mind arse sitting, particularly given the summer, the last few weeks <laughs> that I've had. So, it's restorative. Uh, it is restorative. What's new with you? Nothing. Home improvement <laughs> projects, as discussed. I saw your shiplap tweet. I love it. Isn't it something? It's so cool. It's very nifty. It needs a headboard now. Oh my gosh, I love it so much. <laughs> it's a really cool gray. It is. It's it's like it's like a barnwood that has yeah. been like stained gray. Mm-hmm. But it's still all kind of rough to the touch, which I dig. Yeah, it's super cool. It's a contemporary farm. It is. Well look. in in our our ceiling fan is a little on the industrial side, so I'm like, ooh, mm-hmm. look at us all trendy. <laughs> you all fancy. And you know what came down today? What? My husband took down the fluorescent lights in our kitchen. <gasps> Listen, y'all, Callie has some, like, ridiculous ugly. <laughs> Listen, the house is built in the 90s, and it shows. <laughs> it's bad. It's real bad. <laughs> They had these horrible inset fluorescent lights in the kitchen ceiling. And I was just like, I hated them so much. And he ripped them out this morning and he's drilled in the holes to put the little recessed lights in. And I'm like, yes. That man's a keeper. That's what I'm talking about. I think I have all of my materials to finish my arrow wall. Excellent. I'm kind of excited about that. Arrow walls are important. I do. I have all my artwork. Shani had put, had did my yes. I saw that picture. Pretty gorgeous for my for my gift thick. And then what else? Oh, the amazing um, Maddie is making me a new. She had made me like a logo for the something to live for, but then we couldn't like. She couldn't recreate it, and it was not printing very nice for me. So she made me a new one. Aww. I know. People have been really very sweet to me. Yeah. And then Audrey, is, she did a picture of the, you know, that promo pic that we all loved of Stephen and Emily or Oliver Felicity in their reception? Yes. She drew something that for that. Gorgeous. Super pretty. So I'm going to put it all up on my wall. It's going to be pretty. I'm excited. If I can get my husband to do it. I have <laughs> so much like Elicity artwork and stuff such that I need I mean, to you had, like, triple the amount that I do like I don't I know man well and it's dip. all scattered like there's there's a pile up in my closet and then there's some down yeah. in the office and then there's more like in a file somewhere so I'm like oh my god <laughs> how much do I actually I know have? I I'm like had to get my car- well and here's the other thing I have a whole shit ton of stuff that I was gonna like Auction like giveaway. Yes, same here. <laughs> arrow was over. I'll give this away. Like, never happened. I was like, whoops, I forgot to do that. Well, and now it's like I want to do it, but I don't want to run to the freaking no. post office. The, the last place on the planet, like even below Walmart, 
is is the post office. I don't want to go there. It's not exactly. I'm like, listen, I love you all, and I want to give you my signed Stephen Amell T-shirt. If I could just like mind zap it into your house, you would have. Right, I would totally just ship it to you, but like, no, (laughs) I don't want to die. I don't want to die giving you my Lord Mesa. I don't even have that good an excuse. I just don't feel like being around humanity that much. I just. I mean, they're really pissing me off right now, Jen. Cal and I are pretty antisocial. We just want to social with the people we like, and then everyone else can go screw themselves. I feel so, like this whole quarantine thing isn't so bad. Yeah, well, but I feel like pandemic has made it worse. Like, I have even less patience. For tomfoolery. Yeah. (laughs) You all are on my last nerve. Going to pool. Did anything specific happen today? Just there was some. I'm just remembering all the tomfoolery from over the weekend. I was like, my God, God. these people suck. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Let me see and call me out. What the hell? Go away. Okay, so if you guys don't know what we're talking about, Candace Pat. What are we talking about? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Wait, what are you talking about? I was talking about people going to pools and not social distancing and not wearing masks. Oh, my God. Just shut the fuck up and put on a God-blessed mask. It's not that big of a deal. I just did a doctor's appointment at the Mayo Clinic, had a procedure, which felt like ripping out my stomach, with a mask on. It's not that big of a deal. And you didn't die, Jennifer? I swear to God, Callie, I thought he was trying to kill me. I was like, literally, (laughs) with a mask. I was like, it was, what? Because normally, like, they give you pain meds and shit and sedate you. And this go around, they're like, well, it shouldn't hurt. But because I'm weird. But yet it does. (laughs) Yeah, I had all this scar tissue and I've got like this nerve trapped in my abdomen. And so they're like jamming shit right into this nerve. It felt like Novocaine. It felt like root canal without Novocaine. And so they told me, hey, if it hurts, we'll sedate you. I was like, okay. And so like as he's starting, I was like, hey, that hurts. And he's like taking tubes out. And then I was like. He's like, well, I hope it doesn't hurt that bad because I've got to put the tubes back in. And then he started shoving the tubes back in. And I started to scream and hysterically cry. <laughs> and then he was like, you really shouldn't be hurting this bad. Yeah, and but yet I, here we are. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, this is, it was literally the equivalent of bite on a stick pain treatment. It was insane. And then they have to put in this agent, which they're trying to clap some pockets in my stomach or whatever. Guys, I'm just so fucked up medically. So they put it in and it was like it's like pure alcohol. So it's like pouring pure alcohol on an exposed nerve. That doesn't sound happy. It was not a good time. So I literally like, it was the weirdest experience of my life. Because like the pain hadn't quite registered to my brain. But my body had, like, a fight-or-flight response. (laughs) I, like, lifted off the table. And I was like, stop. Because it felt really not good. I was like, something's wrong. And then he, like, got really freaked out. And then he's like, well, no one's ever reacted like this before. I'm like, well, I'm a fucking trailblazer, asshole. (laughs) So could we stop? I have to stop the procedure. So by the end of it, I was hysterical. They had to go get my husband because, like, they're not. I'm sure Nick was super thrilled to see you. Oh my god, he was like, "What the fuck did you do to my wife?" I was like, "It hurts so bad. I'm so sorry." He's like, "What the hell?" I was like, "They're like, well, next time, (laughs) we're gonna try a less caustic, you know, product." And I was like, "Or," I literally said to them, "Knock me the motherfuck." out why do i have to be awake for this and the guy was like well i need you awake so i know if i'm hurting anything and i was like interesting because my screams of pain <laughs> seem to not register with you at all so i can i go back to why the fuck am i awake for this shit i wasn't even awake for my daughter's delivery like, they knocked me off for that. I was like, and she will always retain the number one spot of most painful experience of my life. But this was in the top five, which for me, that's a difficult list to break into because I got a lot of t- painful medical experiences. 
So I called my main doctor today because I was trying to reschedule. And they're like, oh, I was like, and I want a different radiologist. No. And they're like, oh, why do you want a different radiologist? Gee, I wonder. <laughs> this is like just the receptionist. She's like, what happened? And I told her. And she's like, okay, well, I'm going to have to let your doctor know and they're going to call you. I was like, you think? You think they should call me? She's like, yeah, that was bad. <laughs> I was like, thank you. Good Lord. That was my Friday. That sounds terrible. It was awful. And, like, I have tried telling them about this spot in my abdomen, like, three times. And, like, nobody in this department is registering. I finally had to call my big sister. She's a radiologist. And this is her department. And I fucking tattled. (laughs) She's like, no, that's not acceptable. We'll get you a different doctor. I was like, okay. Oh, my God. It was ridiculous. I was like, I just, I'm not saying I can't deal with some pain. Like, I can tough out quite a fair amount of pain. I have actually a fairly high tolerance for pain. But, like, give me a fucking break. You know what I mean? Like, a little something to take the edge off. Like, they're treating me like I'm a godless junkie. I'm not a junkie. I'm not a heroin addict. You're a junkie. It's easier to score Viking in on the street than it is in a hospital. (sighs) Anyways, that was my weekend. That sounds like a lot of vengeance. (laughs) It was really quite miserable. But then I got to come back to some fun, which is Candace. Listen, Candace made a funny, funny joke. It was actually pretty funny. And I laughed. And it was like one of those things it's like, oh, okay. But her fans got oh my God. a little Okay. So everyone's doing about means. Uh, my plans and then 2020 like memes or whatever so candace put one up where it was my plans which is burying uh iris looking annoyed and then 2020 which is all room felicity kissing at their wedding <laughs> i mean it's what happened <laughs> and i had a giggle because it was funny because she's not wrong no <laughs> it's like oh no that happened oh, to you. Baby. I'm so sorry. I mean, listen, it sucks for them that nobody gave a shit about Barry and Iris getting married and the entire crossover turned into the Oliver and Felicity movie. Well, here's the thing. And here's 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 where I'm at. I had I had I saw one of them was trying to say that that one of Arrow's ex showrunners is the ones that did it. Uh, no, it was Berlanti that pushed it. While he was listed as a showrunner, Berlanti is more than a showrunner. He is DC TV god. Okay, so, he's the Shonda Rhimes of the CW. He's he's the showrunner's showrunner. You know, he's, he's everybody's <laughs> boss. Do people really not get that that Greg Berlanti is Mark Guggenheim's boss because he is? He's he's he said that, that this is what was going to happen, so they did it. Okay, right. So the fact of the matter is, sharing the wedding was the thing that was going to happen regardless, okay? Now, how it was set up, yes, I'm sorry. Barry and Iris's wedding was used on all the promotional materials. But here's the thing, folks. When you watch the crossover, what is the drama about? Is it about Iris being disappointed that her wedding was delayed? Is it about... Barry and Iris just like having to deal with some like last minute cold feet or anything regarding their relationship. Nope. There was <laughs> nothing because they're solid, right? Score one for West Allen. Be happy standard. that your couple right. was solid. My couple. Right. They're the Monica and Chandler to Oliver and Felicity's Ross and Rachel. Correct. And it was, and and the thing is, who also stole more of the thunder from Friends was Ross and Rachel over Monica and Chandler. Deservedly, right. we can argue that, they turned but it's up. the facts. <laughs> I was there when it happened, okay? I remember the media. Right. But anyhow, uh-huh. the whole crossover was about the question of Oliver and Felicity getting married. So right. them getting married was more of a sure thing in that crossover than Barry and Iris getting married. 
Right. Is obvious. Well, the minute here's my thing. This is what I cracked up about because, like, they all think that this was this is this was all about Barry and Iris and Oliver and Felicity interrupted their ceremony. No, Felicity brings in Diggle. They were gonna go to City Hall and get it done. First, they're gonna go to City Hall, and then they bring in Diggle because Diggle has had such a tight relationship with Barry and Iris. They were like, "Hey, why don't we do it here? We'll bring in Dig. He can officiate you." You don't have to go to City like, Hall. Like, if you don't... Right, if you don't know that that setup was 100% just about all, Diggle, Mary, and Oliver, and Felicity, I don't know what to do for well, you. Yeah, like, why would they bring Diggle in to marry Barry and Iris while Oliver and Felicity so stand there really, with the thumbs the up secondary, <laughs> Right, the secondary ceremony was always Barry and Iris. The main show was Oliver and Felicity. Correct, which was why they were in front of the camera and not behind the other couple that was kissing. Right! <laughs> Yeah, no, guys. Kissing, it wasn't Barry and Iris. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Neither show probably wanted to to share this because each show probably no. thought, "Hey, you know what? This is a momentous occasion for our biggest couple. We should do something special about this." Right. They both had the opportunity to then, in the next episode, do something special about it. One show chose to show him opening wedding presents and bitching about people and the other yep. one gave us a lovely wedding reception ceremony which wedding reception it, it essentially took the place of what should have been their thing now flash fans can sit there and say that should have been their wedding then they shouldn't have you know fair enough but it wasn't because berlani wanted it this way it's it's not but here's oliver my, and felicity's here's- fault or all of her Felicity's fans' fault that their show didn't give them that. Like, here's my thing with all these Flash fans in this freaking wedding. Number one, this is Greg's idea. Greg the Flash is my favorite character, Berlant. Yeah. Okay? And they never get mad at him. No. Somehow this always turns into Mark's fault. I was like, what the f-? Okay. And Arrow's fault. What the, f-? what the- like, they don't even get mad at their own writers. No. They always get mad at Mark Guggenheim. Like, Mark Guggenheim has absolutely no say They get over mad the at us. Like, us fans are the ones like, that decide to Like, we have control over this. Right. <laughs> I'm like, we have control over this. Like, they refuse to get mad at anybody who has actual control over Barry and Iris's I literally line, saw somebody say they, they, they should get mad at Felicity because of what she said. Not the writers who made her say it. Right. Yeah, it's like, like, okay, you know Felicity's not a real person, right? Like, you know that there's somebody, like, what the fuck? It's okay, so there's that. And the second is, in defense of Greg, from Greg's standpoint, okay, you have one crossover a year. And this is the argument I made when this was happening. It's like, fans are going to, if you only have Barry and Iris get married during the crossover... Arrow, plan, Arrow fans are going to feel like they're putting more importance on Iris and Barry's relationship than they are Elicity's, and vice versa. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but there's absolutely no feasible way you can do two crossovers, you know, if all the characters from all the shows come to Barry and Iris's wedding, but they don't come to all Correct. of Elicity's wedding, then fans are going to be pissed. So from Greg's standpoint of, okay, we have these two super couples on our two main flagship shows. How do we appease all the fans and keep things fair and make it feel like not one couple is getting more than another? I understood it from that standpoint. Well, and, the, and okay? that's what makes the fan reactions for, for The Flash even more ridiculous because it was made as equitable as possible, yet they still feel like something was taken away from them because they weren't the focus. Right. I mean, both of us got uh, Iris and Felicity in their fancy wedding dress, and then the, the wedding blew up. It was not the real yeah. wedding. That, that happened on Arrow in season four, and they did it during the crossover, okay? And then we had the round two by the pile of puke that, you know, we're all going to get married in front of. So my thing was, this, this to me felt very uh, structured by Berlanti's way to try and keep things... Well, he was also trying to make it 
broad and big and comic book crossover right. and spectacle. Weeping, yeah. yeah. There, there's a twist to it. It's he not wanted to, just to make standard. the entertainment site headlines. Right. And it worked. And then the Oliver and Felicity part of it, getting married, that was the big surprise. Correct. Even though it was a surprise for any of us, okay? But also, here's the... So my... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, you go ahead. It's okay. I was just saying, there's so every time they all bring up, like, it was so tacky of Felicity to ask Oliver to marry her, you know, to interrupt Barry and Iris. But do they forget that before Barry and Iris's wedding, they interrupted a funeral? No, they don't remember that. Do they also not remember? That I would argue that husband? interrupting a funeral is even tackier. <laughs> right, it's way tackier. I would also, I also, they never remember the part where Felicity asked Barry and Iris, "Do you mind?" And neither one of them said, "Yeah, we do mind." Shut they up. They didn't look annoyed. They didn't look. Both of them were like, "No, go ahead," and they're like, "Yeah, let's do it together." And then the next episode, we have Iris bitching. So it's it's one of those things. It's like, yeah, I think it's funny that Candace kind of pokes fun at it. I just think her fans take it way too far. Seriously, I mean, it turned into I made that my my tweet was just like, okay, if if Flash wanted a proper wedding. They should have done one the next episode. Like, <laughs> yeah, why not? It would be so easy. What was stopping them from having a reception? Nothing. This is the difference between writers. And I spoke to Mark after 609, and he said he really just did not. He wanted to make sure that Arrow fans did not feel slighted. We had waited a really long time for Oliver and Felicity to get married. And I think, you know, at some level, he understood that this double wedding was kind of. And you know, I right. so. So appreciate that. You know what else? I'm also super proud of our fandom because we could have been pissy and bitter and petty about the double wedding. We make jokes about it and we don't care. Well, we're just, our I mean, literally by the time Oliver and Felicity physically got married, I was like, just sign the paperwork, okay? Can we just, I want it legal. But I, I love, I don't care how you do it. I think it says volumes about our fandom that we just wanted our couple together, happy and married. We weren't and we gonna got quibble it, and we over like, the, the details. Well, and I think the, the Elizabeth fandom has a much better perspective on it just because, you know, we went through some serious hell. Yeah, we did. We had to go from 408 to 603 to wait for Oliver and Felicity to essentially break up and then get back together. I considered them broken up in 408 because they were over. Um, <laughs> it was just, it was like a slow but march. Compare to that, that to the um, West Ellen fans who've had everything handed to them. They're like the spoiled child at the candy store who's always given right. everything that they want the minute they want it, being told to wait for five enough. minutes. Meanwhile, right. the next kid is one who never gets anything they want. Being said, can you you wait before. five minutes and you'll get this? And we're like, yay, we're gonna get it. And they're like, I can't believe right. I have to wait five minutes. <laughs> exactly, it's exactly like that. And then they turned into it was this weird commentary on Iris and how Iris never gets her time to shine and Felicity gets her time to shine. And I was like, how the frack is any of this? Well, exactly. Take it up with your own goddamn show. I'm sorry, Flash is garbage. Arrow fans about Iris never getting her time to shine. Because well, why are they? Yeah, why? Why do they complain to us about that? Like we, like we have the writers on speed dial. We can call them up and be like, "I'm sorry, Arrow writers, you have to stop giving us nice things because Iris deserves the time to shine." Because Iris, the Flash writers. Iris like a piece of crap which is one of the main reasons why I quit watching because they did not utilize Iris and Candace is a great actress and they just waste her I'm like this is bullshit so so yeah yeah, them getting mad at the Arrow fandom them getting mad at Mark Guggenheim or Beth is absolute insanity to me I was like these shows have nothing to do with one another except once a year like I'm sorry if you feel you're Favorite actress isn't being respected to the degree which you believe she deserves to be respected, but that is in no way 
Oliver's fault, Felicity's fault, Elicity's fault, Mark Guggenheim's fault, or Arrow's fault, or Arrow right. fans' fault. None of our fault. Also, <laughs> let's bring up this point. <laughs> They're still bitching about the one time Oliver and Felicity impacted their faves' storyline for a total of 60 seconds, and they still got their happily ever after at the end of it. Meanwhile, Arrow fans have been putting up with Barry Allen fucking up our characters' lives. And do we ever, do we, do we ever badmouth Iris for Barry's failings? No. No. Iris is fine. She can go. (laughs) It's Barry that we have a problem with. I wish Betty was alive so Iris could be married to him because she's said she's married to that condom fuckwad. So, but it's absolutely insane of you. They still bitch about this wedding. Like, Oliver and Felicity, you know, interfered on the West Allen wedding. I'm like, okay, well, did uh, Oliver and Felicity erase one of the Flash characters' babies? <laughs> did, uh, did Oliver and Felicity create a situation where uh, Iris has to, or Barry has to leave Iris and they have to spend 20 years apart because you know, Barry has to save Oliver's life. I mean, I could go, oh, did did Oliver instigate the breakup that mm. Barry That and one's Iris my favorite. Appears? Yeah, from like for almost two freaking seasons. Yeah. No. No. None of that happened. None of that happened. So shut up about your 30 seconds of Oliver and Felicity interrupting Barry and Iris stepping on Iris's limelight or whatever. Which, by the way, they still got to say their vows. She said all of it. It was just, you know, I was like, what are, it was literally, oh, do you mind? And they interrupted the I do. They were already done. They were just going to say I do. It was done. They were like, hey, can we cut in here? Can we piggyback off of this? It's not like she interrupted them in the middle of their vows. Calm down. Well, and it's just, all it says to me is that they're upset with what they've been given or not been given on their show. And so they want to have somebody to blame about it besides who they should be blaming. Here's what And we're an easy target because we get more attention. Here's what it really boils down to to me. I think that they show their insecurities. They really thought, they really thought this crossover was going to just be about Barry and Iris's wedding. Like Greg Berlanti was anointing Barry and Iris, the king and queen of DC TV. It was only going to be about them. It, it was only going to be about happen. their wedding. And it turned into Oliver being all about Oliver and Felicity. Yep. And that just grates them to know. And it makes that it makes me so happy. <laughs> That it's the Arrowverse, that Steve Amell is the, you know, he's the face of the Arrowverse, and that once again, Barry and Iris were second fiddle to Oliver and Felicity. Tough shit, that's why. Our show success launched their show. There would be no Flash without Just Arrow, except your take your in second the... place cup and go sit down. And go, it's, you know, it's like, calm down. I can't help it that they came second. I can't help that the success of Oliver and Felicity's relationship and the success of Arrow is ultimately what helps the Flash succeed too. Take your higher ratings now. Now we can see the top dog. Now Stephen Amell is gone and be happy. I don't think they're. I think. I think their ratings are pretty bad now. Actually, are they? You know what? Well, that's why it was so funny that they were sitting there poking at our ratings and were like, come talk to us when you're in season five and we'll see about what your ratings look like. They're quiet now. They're super quiet. (laughs) I know. Even the Misty fans who are all pissed off at Arrow in season five using the ratings as somehow like this is some measure. And I was like, you guys, it's the freaking CW. They don't care. They don't care. They're listen. They're not gonna look up. They're not gonna take a. They'll take a one point one happily, but they're not gonna cancel the show if it's point two. The, here's the thing, and this is always true, and some fans just aren't ready to hear it. Is the fans care more about the ratings than the network does? I mean, here's the thing that I never understand about fans. Why watch these shows on the CW <laughs> and think that live ratings matter at all to the CW? What sense does that make when Arrow? Let's just talk. Let's just use Arrow. Let's just say Arrow's bringing in 
uh, let's just call it a point nine. Okay, that's like that's like star gold level ratings <laughs> on the CW, and you've got Shonda Rhimes ABC bringing in ten million viewers or whatever at a four point nine or whatever. How does the CW compete with the big four? How does the CW exist if those are the Yeah, the ratings are numbers? really for the big four networks to compete against each other. CW isn't in that same pool. They're over here in the paddling CW. pool. CW. They're digital viewers and they don't give a shit. The CW is essentially it's first time air viewing. It's like for CBS. It's like shows that aren't going to get on CBS. They combine into the separate to this new network. It's like it's almost like a live commercial to streaming sites. That's the way I kind of look at the first time run. It's first time run viewing, okay? But the ultimate goal of where they're going to make their money is on the back end of the, it's going to be on the international yeah. sales. And it's going to be how they package yeah. and sell it to the streaming well, sites. And literally nobody ever who is ever arguing live ratings with the CW ever gets this. No. They don't understand that the CW business structure is completely different from the big four and how they make their money is completely well different and from that's the big why four. the shows their programming is completely different it is focused exactly. towards teenagers and young adults right because teenagers and young adults been shit on on streaming shit. what's interesting about the cw is now the big four are moving more towards like a CW platform because everybody's gone more. Yeah, now, now all of a sudden all the ratings are drying up everywhere right. and everything is streaming. I mean, it's right. It's still 50 50. I mean, they're making 50% off ad buys and 50% off streaming. So it's not that ad buys are not important anymore, but they are nowhere near the level. And everybody's ratings are dropping. Everybody's are. They're taking dives because people are watching things on streaming networks. Okay. I'm raising my hand so over I, here. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's like, so anyone arguing that the CW ratings in some way matter in the same way that it does on Fox. And it, it, it matters. It cracks me up. It goes both ways. It goes for the fans who are gloating over a show, not getting good right. ratings, and fans gloating over a show, getting good ratings. It's Listen, they, yeah, and listen, I mean, Mark's made, made a couple cracks about ratings, and they're like, oh, he's all freaking out about the, like, no, no. He's, he's, he's sardonic he's, and sarcastic exactly if you if you understand that sort of humor you see exactly what he's doing right so this whole concept that somehow because the ratings are gonna i mean jesus that roswell show i think that was like a point one and i got another they don't they don't care guys they don't care that much i mean listen if if they're if if advertisers have to buy an arrow slot at a higher rate on the live show they will take that, they will take Target's money. They'll take Folger Coffee's money. They'll take Nike's money, okay? It's not like they're going to balk at high ratings. They're happy. That just means more money. Yeah, it's just more money. But they're not going to less ratings doesn't necessarily mean... They're going to cancel the product. That's not how that works on the CW. And they have a very low threshold for what you know what live ratings and how you keep it alive and a lot of it has to do with how close they are to that 88 100 episode i I can never remember which one for syndication and a lot of it has to do with you know complete series they want they want shows that are complete that that people can watch start to finish there's a clear beginning and a clear end so a lot of times with a show i mean look at i mean even look at blind spot i mean that show was on a friday night it was tanking in the ratings and that was not what are we on we're on nbc it got a it got a final season because it was close to the hunt it was their 100 episodes well, and, and this, this also segs into a lovely argument that the haters always try to bring up with us and it's usually error or flash fans who don't know shit from apple butter but <laughs> <laughs> they sit there and say arrow was canceled no and it's just like, oh, my children, you are so stupid. I hate that. I do agree. I see Julie Pleck bitching about this all the time, that when a show ends, comes to a natural conclusion, they call it canceled. 
And I agree with her. That's insulting. When a show after an eight-year run you decides respect to be done, that cast and crew, respect the writers. Right. Say the show ended, not canceled. You know when a show is canceled. I guarantee you. You know when a show I is canceled. I guarantee you. <laughs> the network wanted Arrow to go oh, tight. Yes. At least. At, At least. least. They would have made Arrow. In fact, Mark has said this multiple times, I think, publicly. They will make Arrow as long as Steven wants to do Arrow. So when they stopped doing Arrow, that was the signal. Steven doesn't want to do it anymore. Steven's all done. And they got an A season because they threw a pile of money at him so But large that's being that canceled, said, right? Right. Stupid of him to walk away from it. <laughs> that's not canceled. Throwing a pile of money at someone so the show can continue is not canceled. So, so if any show just ending is being canceled, does this mean when Flash decides to end that we can yes. yell at them we'll about Flash canceled. being canceled? Right. When the flash ends, all the all the ratings, all the, the TV, Entertainment Weekly, whatever, when they list out like the renewal categories and what's coming back and whether it's been renewed or not, they'll list the flash as canceled. Even though it came to a natural conclusion because Grant Gustin wanted to be done. It's ridiculous. There's no terminology in the in the entertainment world for a show that ends because it was it chose to end. Versus a show being canceled by a network. It's just, it's just as, as, as people watching fandom, you can tell though when a show has been canceled. Right. It's obvious. For example, they have decided not parents. to renew. It's usually the verbiage used. Right. I am in a rage right now because single parents got canceled after their second season. I'm super pissed. It was hilarious. And it was canceled. It did not end on its own. No, so the actors still wanted to work. Everybody still wanted to make the show. The ratings were not good enough. The ABC was not making enough money off of it on the live viewing to warrant another season. In the- because live ratings still matter to these networks. And the, and the same yeah, goes it's for streaming when but- they cancel shit. When, when Netflix canceled Sense8, they weren't making enough money on their investment, right. and it was canceled, not ended. Right. Canceled. Canceled. Uh, same with uh, 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 what is it? Uh, Anna Green Gables. Canceled. Wrongfully. Canceled. You know what ended? Wrongfully. What ended on its own terms, even though they were shitty ass terms. Game of Thrones. Well. <laughs> oh yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, here's the thing. The it was not fight, canceled. It's like. It's like you can go back and you can look at the ratings for a single parent and figure out why, like from a number standpoint, why they got canceled and figure out where the range is and why thing, you know, where bubble shows are at on the big four streaming sites. It's all private. Yeah. Nobody knows the numbers. Although you could see with sense eight, what was going on there. That show yeah, was I ridiculous think- expensive. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, there is, this is like, this is like, Every episode was like some the special effects and the it was the, the, the like, locations like they always had like yes all around the world all these like exotic locations and the yep. filming and and having to have all this cast around constantly and it was just I mean it needed to be crazy popular for them to and and as much it, as I hate that it. it was canceled I get it because it's right expensive as show. Here's the other thing. This is the other thing that I think is one of the more common misconceptions about ratings, and it drives me nuts, okay? (laughs) Because people don't understand this. When they're telling you, tweet to save this show. They just just want want that groundswell. We're going to be a story in in Entertainment Weekly. They want the attention. Okay, here's the deal. This is like my favorite. This is one of my favorite, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Okay, Brooklyn Nine Nine. NBC was gonna pick up Brooklyn Nine Nine even before a single fan tweeted outrage. Brooklyn Nine Nine was owned by NBC. Fox purchased it from them, and the minute that they purchased it from them, because you've got what was his name? Who's the lead? Andy Samberg. Andy Samberg 
uh, they were like, well, this is stupid. He's a big NBC star from Saturday Night Live, and we just lent him to another network. So they always regretted that choice. So the minute Fox let Brooklyn Nine-Nine go, it was going to get picked up by NBC. Well, that, that was a no-brainer. Here's another right, one. Though. That was a no-brainer. The, and this is where it gets muddy. And this is where I think most, maybe not all, but a lot of the efforts to, to revive canceled shows where, 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 where they're spearheading this effort isn't, isn't mm-hmm. big four network to big four network. It's oh, it's stream. streaming. Look at Lucifer. And I think that that, yeah, I think that has, I think vocalness on social media gets streaming sites attention. Yeah. I don't think it doesn't it, solve it, the whole thing. The deal yeah. down. Yeah. What drives me nuts about people trying to save shows on the big four is unless you're a Nielsen family, your yeah, viewing not does gonna... not count. It doesn't count. Yeah. And when they're telling you, this is what's driving me nuts with the Timeless fandom, the poor Timeless fandom. They were you know, jerked they have, around. You know, they really were. Oh, my God. They've got Krupke telling them, you know, tweet, tweet, tweet. And really what he's saying is he's looking for the needle in the haystack of the Timeless fandom fan who's a Nielsen household. Which is like. I, it's like it's like a it's like a needle in a haystack and everybody thought that because they're a timeless fan that when they go watch it on hulu or anything that their their viewership counts no it doesn't there's no secret little it, it counts to hulu but it doesn't count right, to, to hulu, it doesn't count doesn't to nbc count. right exactly so it's just so unless you are chosen to the Nielsen family and you have a little Nielsen box that tracks all of your viewing, you do not contribute to live radio. To, for the big four. Yeah. For the big four. Like this really and that is why the big four is such a flawed system right now. Right. And listen, it's archaic, but it's what we got. And honestly, TV shows have been making money off of it for 50 years. So do I think they're going to change it? Probably not. I think they're going to move more and more to the streaming site, but I never I don't think that the ad buying is ever really going to change. It's just a snapshot and it is It is what it is. It might it might evolve, but that's going to be what that is. You would do better in, for a show that's on a streaming service to then tweet everybody to watch it. Right. You know. Yeah, I think it's like if it's a streaming show and think or you're trying to get a canceled show on a streaming show or a streaming site, I think them the tweet. I like but I like honestly, the I almost never participated. No, that no, me I'm either. Like, it's, it's, it feels like a waste of time. I, I it's it's it's, it's, it's like bleeding your heart out onto the pavement. I just don't want to do it. Um, as a, I just don't, yeah. <laughs> but I do hope. Like I saw that there was like a campaign to get Anne with an E on Disney, and I'm like, yes, that makes sense that's a great let's let's do that yes you know (laughs) i'm in favor of that i will watch that i'm in favor of that (laughs) exactly so so the other big news after we had our rant about ratings and the um, the west Island fans and the west Island fans the next big news was ruby rose exited the lead (laughs) of batwoman i mean neither you and i watched batwoman so we don't really give a shit but this was fairly shocking it was I don't know as if I was, it was surprising, but it was also like I'd heard there was all kinds of drama on the set. So I was just like, what did you hear? Like she doesn't get along with other people on the set or, and I also heard that she was injured and yeah. So that's like, my there's friend all, there's all this different stuff. I think both are true. I think she was injured and I think right. there was some not getting along going on well it was because so i was like how the frack did she get out of her contract no they kicked her out for sure okay well so i was like either because they're presenting this as if she chose to leave and i was like nobody no not it's not like you can go in a year after you sign because you sign your life away when you she go. doesn't like, get to leave without their permission let's put it that way right exactly <laughs> Like, now, if, if, if she really said. wanted to leave and they were okay with letting her go, which is what I think happened, yeah, that that would so that could happen if they were like, you know what, we're better off recasting. Bye, see ya. Right. So my friend Charles, who is my resident expert on all things uh, TV production, so you're right. She did get hurt. It was a serious back injury, mm-hmm. and the show was liable for that. 
so it might have shaken out in the wash to let to release her from the contract then pay you know the ongoing medical or maybe a lawsuit because if it was a safety issue so and she might want to have wanted out of the show because of this back injury yeah you know she might not be it's one of those things that we're never gonna really know the whole answer unless somebody doesn't tell all Like you said, the pain in the ass and doesn't get along with everyone. They were like, let's just recast yeah. this. I think it's kind of, it could be, like you said, all true. But I was like, holy shit. This would be very interesting. The only show that I can remember doing this recently where they recast the lead role was Spartacus. <laughs> well, but that was because he died or had cancer. Well, he had cancer, um, right. You know what I, I remember? And this shows my, my mm-hmm. age a little bit. Valerie. I don't remember. I don't know. Valerie Harper. Uh, it was some. I don't remember if that was the name of the show. Anyhow, she was like the main character, and axed, and they recast like the main character, and it went on and it was successful, and it was just like, what? <laughs> How did this happen? So, I don't. What was the name of that show? If anybody <laughs> listening is old as hell like I am and remembers what I'm talking about. I'm going to look up the Valerie Harper show. I don't know if it's Valerie Harper or Valerie Bertinelli or Valerie somebody. Maybe it was Valerie Harper or Valerie Bertinelli. I feel like Bertinelli. Well, Bertinelli, I think, is the one that took it over. But okay. I'm not I'm, I'm not 100%. Sure. It was a long time ago. Okay. You know what? That's fine. <laughs> We're old, girl. I used to watch Dallas. I still remember Bobby came back. Um, okay, she's on. Uh, let's see. Sydney? Sydney, no. Okay. Sydney. It was a long time ago, girl. Okay, one day at a time. No, no, no that's, that's way too bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, yeah, so this would be very interesting, the recasting process. I'm very curious how this will go. I'm not it's not gonna make me watch no, I'm, I don't d- care, but I'm I'm off of DC TV. Bye guys. See you later. See you never. Elicity Red, I love this unpopular opinion. I like the Arrow finale. So did I. I was very here. Why are people bitching about it? Like, why are we so angry? People, stop saying Oliver died. Stop saying that. He didn't die. He's he's mad. That's another thing they use instead of canceled. He died. I'm like, okay. He died. He He became a superior being. Is Jesus dead? No, Jesus is not dead. Just stop. He's gallivanting around the universe he created with his wife. That's not dead. Trust me, not dead. And Felicity isn't dead. That's the thing. People are like, oh, Oliver died. So do you think Felicity died when she walked through the portal? You think she just committed suicide? Like, what are you guys even on about with this whole dying thing? It makes no sense. Okay, here, I found it. It was called Valerie and was renamed the Hogan family. This also makes me think of Roseanne. It starts out as a standard family sitcom called Valerie about a mom juggling the demands of work, three boys, and frequently absent airline pilot husband. Then after star Valerie Harper has a falling out with producers, her character is killed off. Enter Sandy Duncan. Oh, I was way off. As the living aunt and surrogate mother figure. Okay, I started watching it after it became the Hogan family. I didn't know about the whole Valerie beforehand. Which leads to renaming the show first Valerie's family, then Hogan family. This also reminds me of Roseanne. Yes. Because. <laughs> but they didn't recap. No, her. they just killed her and it's ruthless. Listen. Killed her. Okay, <laughs> I know there was a lot of flack over her because she was terrible, right? But my husband loved that show. So we've been watching it without her like it's called the Connors now yeah. and it's like it's funny and I'm like they're not missing her at all <laughs> yeah I think I was watching it we were watching it during the year that she was on it and it was funny it was it was funny but I think, but I think all it's the funnier drama, now like all the drama we were just like yeah we're out yeah it my husband and I don't do drama no it well. was it was it's stupid like, drama and it they were right yeah. to but I just think it's hilarious that they're doing just fine. I was just like sitting there, like just gotta drive her nuts. I mean, here's the thing though: Roseanne got paid 
because she was a co-creator. Yeah. So they had to write her fairly significant check, but it is what it is. It is, is what it is. But I just love seeing like success in the face of Right. You can't go on without me. Oh yeah, watch me. <laughs> um, okay. So Cara Murphy, she's like our little like news. So she said that the news plus flash cast decision to hold online event at the same date and time of Stargirl pilot episode. What is that about? I don't know. Apparently the Flash cast is holding an online event at the same time. So as Stargirl pilot. Is Stargirl going to be on CW? I thought it was on a different network. I thought it was on like that Disney. I thought it was on like So the... why does it matter if they're doing a thing at the same time? There's 24 hours in know. a day. Stargirl. I mean, some things are going to overlap, guys. <laughs> I'm kind of like, I guarantee you. Unless it's not on. I don't think they care. I thought it was on the DC Universe. Okay, so it's going to air on the DC Universe and then it also is airing on the CW. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> you know, here's the thing. I don't feel like the CW shows are as integrated as people think I that think they are. I think folks want to believe they're all one big happy family and it's not. They're, they're separate entities who are forced to work together for like one month of the year. Like, I remember bitching about the stuff to Mark about the Flash, and he was like, I will take those comments under advisement, but I have nothing to do with this show. I was like, yeah, but you know people. Um, Yeah, I was really pissed off about them insulting Oliver Queen every freaking time I turned on the freaking show. And I was just saying, you know, if you guys are trying to build a broad audience of cross uh, of fans watching all the shows, it would be wise to stop insulting the main character of one of the other shows on one of the. There's other a shows. concept. I'm like, just if you want to pass that along to the Flash. Just FYI, if you want our support. FYI, if you want Arrow fans to watch your show, maybe just don't insult Oliver Queen every two seconds. To me, I feel like there is such a chasm of in- just like it's like this massive pool of insecurity in the Flash writers' room, and it extends and through their need. fans. Like they all feed off right. each other. Right, it does. It's like they all feed off each other. It extends it's it's in the Flash writers' room. This insecurity that they're not top dog that they have to make Barry better than Oliver. It's like this is ridiculous. And like the plant, their fans exactly. do the exact yeah, same thing because they take their cues from them. Now, listen, you and I can bash Barry Allen. Like nobody's business. Like nobody's business, and that's a good time. Like, here's the thing. I'll suit up to argue with Flash fans. I won't suit up to argue with Lorever fans anymore, because we just, it's just a waste of time. Well, Lorever fans, <laughs> there's no point. Like, we won. Like, we won. Lost. <laughs> we over. won. What is there to argue about? I don't care. Like, it was such a trouncing. You know what I mean? You got your like, ass beat. Like, <laughs> Go yeah, it's just like it's embarrassing. I feel it's embarrassing to argue with them because they got beaten so well. Arguing bad. with them then <laughs> legitimizes them, gives them a right. seat at the it's table. Like I'm like, no, you don't get to sit the here. No, there's no, yeah, there's no seat at the table. They took your seat away a long time ago. You don't get to. Sit That's here why anymore. whenever I see Alyssa fans arguing with them, I I wince a little bit because I'm like, you guys, you're making them a part of the conversation. They don't haven't earned that. You know what I mean? They don't. They yeah. don't have a seat here. This isn't their. Like I got arguing with them. I feel like like the last of my arguing with them was season four and the only reason I was arguing with them was she was dying <laughs> but if that was like not the case I don't think I would have been engaging with that right because we won season three so completely trounced and closed the door on Laurel and Oliver that it was he not said like multiple times they're done they're not I going back to that and that was all yeah. we needed to hear that was it okay yeah, and the story. Like, okay, we're good. Got it. But the Flash fans, Barry Allen is like this was like this persistent, like mouth breather, liver <laughs> in our finger, fucking up our show incessantly. He just was like a fly that would not go away. Stop 
inserting yourself into our storylines and turning them into disasters. Now, one could say that Barry Allen is a fictional character and I should be blaming the Flash Riders, but I also feel that that blame is implied. I mean, the Flash Riders are the Flash. They are Barry Allen, so therefore... I have no love for them. Right. And also, it's just funny. (laughs) Making fun of Barry Allen. And a lot of my rage for Barry Allen comes from Barry Allen on his own fucking show. He's an infuriating character he's for just, me. He's never not any good. Well, he's just like, you know, Oliver had to earn his heroism the hard way. And it's like Barry pretends like he, for, he earns things the hard way. And he pays and he has consequences. Not really. They're not real consequences. They don't last and have any kind of real impact. And then he goes back to doing the exact same thing he always did. Except on Arrow, when Oliver would do that, he would get ripped to shreds by everybody. But nobody's allowed to ever get mad at Barry on that show. I was like, well, this is not the place for me. (laughs) Because I'm mad at Barry all the time. It was like an unhealthy hate-watching situation. So, yeah, when Arrow, when Flash fans come for Arrow and Elicity, I will suit up for that. Well, they, 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 yeah. Yeah, I agree. They you know need to I mean? be smacked down. They're getting, they're getting too, I too lippy over there. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's kind of like mind your business and know your place. It's like they're like this <gasps> little younger sibling that you gotta This is absolutely not true. Sorry. I saw a thing. It's a it's the United States and it's saying the worst city in every state. And I'm gasping at what they said the worst city in Nevada is. Which is the worst it's city in Nevada. Sparks. That's not in any way true. I, I could is. think of at least five okay. cities off the top of my head that are worse than Sparks. You leave Sparks alone, you assholes. Yours is Adina. Edina. Whatever. Is it is it the worst city? I mean <laughs> It's the most affluent city, so that surprised me. But they're all a bunch of cake eaters. Cake eaters? So, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, Marie Antoinette oh, loves them cupcakes. Oh, oh, one of those. Uh, yeah. Like, I, my high school was, like, kind of ghetto. So, like, we had major problems. I got to agree <laughs> with Utah, but that's a that's a personal beef going back years. They're kind of smoo- They're snooty. I'm very surprised. But that's the most affluent city. I'm wondering... What is the criteria I have for no them idea. being the worst? According to somebody's Instagram followers. <laughs> I don't know. I'm having an argument, though, with those person, persons. <laughs> they said the worst city in Florida is Orlando. Excuse me, Disney World. What? That's the place of magic and fun. You shut your mouth. <laughs> Yeah, I would be, I feel like if you said a diner, most Minnesotans would be appalled by that answer because it's the most. I'm appalled by Sparks. They're they're our buddy. You know how you're a twin city? We're a twin city. We're just smaller scale. Sparks is our twin. Be nice to them. They're nice. They're not, they didn't do anything to you. (laughs) Yeah, it's like everybody loves Minneapolis. My preference is St. Paul. I mean, we're we're really close to Sparks where we live now, and they've got legends. It's a great outdoor mall. You know, they got my favorite movie theater there. (laughs) I like St. Paul has my favorite restaurant. It has it's got Grand Avenue. It's got the Excel Energy Center, which is a better place to see concerts. It's got Science Museum. It's just better. Lots of Minnesotans would fight me on this, but but there it is. But there it is. Wrong. You know what they said the worst city in Texas is? Dallas. Well, that feels Dallas like a lot of self hate. You know, like what is this person's problem with popular cities? Know. Like it's just basically like, let's just pick popular cities. I mean, I agree them. about Utah being Provo because I hate Provo, but that's a personal thing. That's beef with me and Provo. 
I have some deep seated hatred for Provo, Utah. Okay, isn't like a yeah. Well, no, it's not even childhood. It's just like yeah, I have trauma. Provo, we don't speak. We all have a little little city trauma. I love Wasilla, Alaska. Isn't that where what's her butt lived? Sarah Palin. The name's familiar. Is she really? I mean, why am I not surprised? I I just feel like what's her husband's was like, it was kind of like, it was kind of like a major shocker for her. I just feel bad for people when they say that they're getting blindsided by divorce that yeah that can't be easy it can't be easy to like have this be what it is like you know like it's one thing you know it's coming and it's mutually agreed upon but it's a whole other thing it's like you don't know like i'm thinking a lot about uh justin hartley's wife um Cassandra, something anyways like he just signed the new contract for This Is Us, which I think they said that the cast members are getting paid $250,000 an episode for 13 episodes for four years. So it's like $8 million or some ridiculous amount of money. Um, and he filed and said that they were separated before he signed the contract for This Is Us. But, like, she's got all these pictures and everything of them out and about and completely happy and married. So, she thinks he's trying to, like, like, she's totally blindsided by this divorce proceeding. Like, she thought they were perfectly happy. So, she thinks it's money-related because they don't have a prenup. So, he's trying to get out of ever having to write her a check. Boo. Which that I feels feel like shifty. Like a, That's shifty. It feels really That's shady. super shady. It's super shady, Justin Hartley, and I'm kind of like team wife right now, even though I really don't know what's going on. <laughs> but yeah, she's got this real estate um, reality show selling Sunset or whatever on Netflix, and she's going to like be talking about the divorce. Chriselle, that's her name. She was on All My Children. Justin Hartley comes from the soap opera world. He was on Passion. Oh my God. I think. Was he yeah. really? And he, I'm pretty wow. sure And he was married to one of the passion stars for years, and they had a little girl. Got divorced from her, met Chriselle, who was on All My Children, which is how I know her, because that was my soap. And then they had, they did like a TV Lifetime movie together and got married. Like, they <laughs> just got married like two years ago. And now he's coming to all this big This Is Us money. He filed these divorce proceedings. I'm like, okay. Well, that kind of, that's shitty. So either he wasn't happy and he wanted to get, it kind of feels very Tom Cruise. Okay, Tom Cruise blindsided Nicole yes. Kidman immediately after she had Which is so shitty. Were, which was so shitty. Um, because they were approaching 10 years and there was some state law in California or whatever. Like if you've been married for 10 years, like, I don't know, like she would get more of his money or whatever. So he's trying to divorce her before the 10 years. Yikes. That's and, like, shady shit. Served her like a week after yeah, some ridiculousness after she had a miscarriage. I that's mean, pretty I will never shady. forgive Tom Cruise for that. He was just a piece of shit. Ugh. Gross. Gross guys. <sighs> anyway, Gross. Not that any of these divorces are any no, of my business, but you know, sometimes business. I read people. <laughs> Stay out of it, Jennifer. In the quarantine, I'm a little bored. All right, should we wrap this up? Yeah, I gotta go eat some yeah, dinner. I gotta go show Kyle that Sparks is the worst city in Nevada. And he can rage about that. So everybody say a prayer for me that they don't yeah, put no me more, a torture no more chamber. Torture Jennifer. And hopefully they'll hand out some sedation in the radiology nice. department. I just want to get sedated, Let's get you some drugs. Like, it's not, I'm not, like, saying, like, put me under anesthesia. Although I was at that point towards the end of it. I was like, just put me under anesthesia. Just put me out. I just, want some, I just want some drugs. Like, I don't care what the drugs are. Just make me not care what's happening. That's literally You're not criteria. asking for a lot. I really don't feel like I am at a world class medical facility to ask for some pain management. <laughs> I 
wouldn't think so, but your experience shows contrary to that, so. I don't know. I've never had this problem there before. Like, it's always been like, whatever you need, we will do for you. Well, best of luck. I was like, okay, this department's different. Don't don't (laughs) die. I'm going to try not to die. It'll be interesting. Fingers crossed. this week be sure to listen next week subscribe to watch over on itunes or google play and look us up on twitter and tumblr bye